Good morning, Boker Tov. Buenos dias. This is Shanna Fold here with the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm here to give you the headlines so you can get caught up quickly. You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Wednesday, November 25th, 2020 which means that we are on episode number 95, inching toward 100 episodes here at the Israel Daily News Podcast. We are calling on our listeners to offer a sponsorship or contribution, which you can send over using the link in the show notes, or you can type in anchor.fm backslash Israel Daily News backslash support. That's anchor.fm backslash Israel Daily News backslash support. Today is International Day for the Elimination of Violence Against Women. I covered a story about this yesterday. Today is the actual day. And women and people everywhere are wearing orange in support. So if you have an orange shirt or pants in your closet, you can pull that out today and wear that to support women. Before we get to the news today, I feel that it's very important for me to send out a message of support to all of my listeners I want everyone who's working and trying and pushing forward to realize we are in the middle of a global pandemic. And if you feel like you take one step forward and five steps back, you are not alone. There are a lot of people that are having a hard time, and I don't want you to forget that in the background of our minds is COVID-19. It's like a blanket, and... It's in the back there, and it's causing stress, even if you're not thinking about it on a day-to-day level. So just let that sink in. Be kind to yourself. Be patient with yourself. Give yourself a little pat on the back. Keep on going. Put one foot in front of the next. Tackle one thing on your to-do list that you wanted to get done each day. One thing or a half of a thing. And just give yourself a break. That is my message for today. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving. And I hope that everyone is well and enjoying themselves. If you notice that my voice is a little bit congested, it is. I have a very little head cold, so don't mind my congested sounding voice. I hope you'll give me a pass there. Now, let's get to the news. Yesterday afternoon, an Israeli Defense Force training plane crashed killing two people. The plane left from Hatserim Air Base in the Negev, that's in the south, with an Air Force pilot and a cadet on board. The cause of the training accident is unknown, and the Israeli government is investigating this as we speak. The trainer, 42-year-old Major Itai Zaydan, and the 19-year-old cadet, Corporal Lihu Ben Basa, were initially listed in critical condition, but medics later pronounced them both dead. This is the most fatal training accident in the IDF since two soldiers were killed during a training incident in 2008. A man is dead after he allegedly tried to ram his car into an Israeli border officer today outside of Jerusalem at the Atzaim checkpoint. The officers reportedly questioned the Palestinian man after he offered them identification papers that belonged to someone else. He then tried to drive away and hit an Israeli police officer with his car. The IDF shot at him, and then he was taken to a Jerusalem hospital for a gun wound in his stomach. He later died there. 
The police officer is wounded in the hospital from being hit by the car. I'll update you here with more information as it comes in. Another quick update. The Syria state-run Sana news agency has reported that early this morning, Israel struck two cities in the southern part of the country. The Syrian state-run Sana news agency has reported that early this morning, Israel struck two sites in the southern part of the country, marking it the second attack this week. The Observatory for Human Rights reported that eight non-Syrians were killed during this attack, which destroyed a missile depot that belongs to Hezbollah. The sites are near Damascus. Syria's air defense system was alerted as the firing began. As per usual, no word on this from the Israeli army. Three Israelis were charged with the aggravated assault of Palestinians in the West Bank during the annual olive harvest. The alleged attackers are 21-year-old Nuriel Sharabi, a resident of the West Bank settlement of Ghanai Modi'in, and two minors who had previously been ordered by the army to stop all contact with one another. According to the indictment, a Palestinian family arrived at their land, which lies within the West Bank security fence, to harvest olives after receiving army approval. The three Israelis allegedly showed up, hurled large stones at the harvesters from two to three meters away, and struck several Palestinians at the same time. One of the stones hit a 71-year-old man in the head, making him bleed and lose consciousness. The Israelis also reportedly sprayed the harvesters with tear gas, threw wooden boards at them, and cursed at them in Arabic. One of the Israelis caught a Palestinian boy by the shoulder and attempted to bash his head in with a rock. The child managed to escape. Prosecutors claimed the attack was carefully premeditated. The IDF has already recognized 37 friction incidents between Israelis and Palestinians during the olive harvest this year, while an Israeli human rights group reported 42. In 2019, the IDF recorded 66 incidents like this, showing a decline for the year of 2020. Perhaps people are going outside to do less violent things because they're fearful of catching the coronavirus. Haaretz has a story I haven't seen anywhere else on a new legal case that is going to help thousands of young Palestinian residents from East Jerusalem between 18 and 21 years old get Israeli citizenship. Until now, there was apparently a 1968 rule in place that is supposed to expedite citizenship for Palestinians who have not committed serious offenses or have citizenship in another country. So as long as you don't have citizenship in another country, you're supposed to be eligible. However, the rule has been blocked this whole time. Now, lawyers are pushing for its implementation. Most of the Palestinians living in East Jerusalem are considered permanent residents, which means they can vote in local elections, get national insurance and health care coverage, as well as monthly stipends from the government. But the residency doesn't come with an Israeli passport or a permit for voting in national elections. This is a touchy subject, as there's both legal issues involved, as well as the fact that many Palestinians do not want Israeli citizenship because it could label them as Zionists, putting them at odds with family or friends who don't believe in Israel's right to exist. Palestinians who seek citizenship is growing. Israeli bureaucracy is 
easy for no one. I will tell you that. Now, before this rule changed, this is what you needed to get citizenship. You needed to prove that you live in Jerusalem, have no property in Palestinian territories, pass a Hebrew language test, and take an oath of loyalty to the state of Israel. The amendment, which is being activated now, called Article 4A, expedites this long process for Israeli residents between 18 and 21, so long as they were in Israel, lived there for five consecutive years before submitting their application, have no other citizenships, and have not committed a crime that resulted in a five-year stint behind bars. So as long as you didn't serve jail time for more than five years, you are eligible. Open criminal cases, minor convictions, and any other intelligence data that were previously used to deter citizenship are going to now be out the window. The new route does not require a Hebrew exam or an oath of loyalty to the state, which I believe will be a huge help for Palestinians who are stuck in between wanting to access their full rights in Israel and displaying loyalty to their communities. This rule extends to children of foreign workers who came to Israel illegally but are now residents of the country. An Israeli mother-son duo is working to get the first oral insulin pill to the international market. Biochemist Miriam Kidron is the mother of the company's CEO, Nadav Kidron. They developed the technology for the pill at Hadassah Medical Center in Jerusalem. These pills, which are in their final stage of testing, will help hundreds of millions of diabetics worldwide by replacing injections and sending insulin right to the liver rather than through the bloodstream. The direct delivery is meant to minimize side effects, especially weight gain. According to Kidron, improving treatment can reduce complications and lower the cost of treating diabetics as a result. He says the world has looked for ways to be able to give insulin orally for 100 years, and he hopes this new technology will be a real game changer for how the world treats diabetes. All right, well, that's it for today's news. Today is Wednesday, November 25th, 2020. Tel Aviv has a low of 15 degrees Celsius and a high of 22 degrees. That's 59 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 71 degrees for the high. Don't forget to subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. I am everywhere. If you think this show brings you value, if you think it makes you more educated when you step outside of your house, then send over a contribution. Today marks episode number 95, and we're getting close to episode number 100. There's a link in the show notes where you can send a $5 monthly contribution. The site is anchor.fm backslash Israel Daily News backslash support. That's anchor.fm backslash Israel Daily News backslash support. Listeners to submit a donation of $5 per month for the year will receive a handwritten letter by me mailed to you with a special note and a little poem that I'm going to write. Listeners who send over a $20 monthly donation will get access to a one-on-one Q&A with me via Zoom. I am working on releasing a mini book to celebrate 100 episodes, and we are getting merchandise. I'll let you know about those offers when the time comes. In these last 10 episodes, as we reach nearly 100, please share this show with everyone you know. Special thanks to Candace Cohen, Jack Meltzner, and Orion Fitlovich for their contributions to the show. I'll send you off today with Memories by Eugene Korolab. He's a world-known busker musician. Have a great and productive day. Thank you.
If I were young, I would marry you. There's not a thing that I wouldn't do for you. If you were young, would you marry me? Would there be things that you wouldn't do for me? And now that we're old, but not gone, why are we holding on to our memories? Has our time come too soon? Are we forever doomed to live through memories? Now that I'm old, I remember you. Now that we're old, I hope you remember me too. Recognize this, I'm in front of you. Recognize this, that I'm singing this song for you. Now that we're old, but not gone, why are we holding on to our memories? Has our time come too soon? Are we forever doomed to live through?